This is called In the Beginning. I still want 
This is podcast number 264, entitled Tip for a Happy Marriage. And you've just heard Justin Hayward singing In the Beginning live. Justin Hayward um, is the lead singer and principal um, songwriter for the Moody Blues. And um, together with Jimmy Webb is uh, a... um, primary observer and archivist of the inner life of romantic feelings. And I want to talk today about um, the rejuvenation, uh, resurrection, and uh, continual um, sustenance of a long-term relationship. I speak as one who's recently celebrated our 45th anniversary, but I'm not coming from sort of a place of of kind of hoary-headed... didacticism here. What has got me going a bit recently is reading a number of uh, columns, both uh, in uh, sources that I really value, as well as in uh, other places in the media, where very uh, legitimate um, emphasis is placed on grace and uh, empathy and sympathy and forgiveness in long-term relationship as being the clue or the glue or the um, chemical, uh, the um, agency by which a long-term uh, relationship, especially a romantic one, can be sustained and continued uh, in happiness. And while I understand this and I agree with it, there is an element missing. Um, sometimes I almost think it's a slightly feminized perspective, which is necessary but not the whole uh, enchilada of what's going on uh, between men and women. And that is where this particular tip will not surprise you, uh, is um, simply enlarges the perspective. In other words, what you hear is that um, you're now married, you're settled down, you've got children, you're young, you're, you both have jobs, you're working like crazy, you're very stressed, and you get into place where, you know, between too much wine and too much alcohol or too much this or too much that or just sheer exhaustion and some degree of anger and the sense that one person is doing more to make this family work than the other and all sorts of resentments and buildups and arguments <clears throat> and taking statistics of evil, to quote the miraculous J.B. Phillips, you uh, begin to uh, get into a, quote, law or critical mode, which ultimately really damages the relationship and can in some ways uh, finally kill it. Uh, And um, the answer, of course, is uh, you have to forgive her for being a woman, quote, end of quote. And she has to forgive me for being a man with my particular uh, objectified sexuality drive or her particular relationship orientation and need to be reassured and comforted. And my particular need to not talk about what's really going on versus vis-a-vis hers, a very strong desire to talk about what's really going on and all the different things that separate us has to be ultimately arbitrated through Verständnis, the German word for empathy and sympathy, and finally forgiveness and grace and love. And that is absolutely correct. However, it um, sometimes tends to um, uh, not adequately account for that which is... um, carnally and archaeologically and therefore teleologically fundamental in the core uh, dynamics of a romantic relationship, which is the unity of one subjective person <clears throat> with the uh, made in the image of God subjectivity of another person. In other words, the, the place where it all began, back to where it all began, to quote the Almonds, is... Um, 
is in a, a something inside you leapt to understand and be understood uh, beyond words by that subjective entity, the soul of another person, your soul and that person's soul, that which is underneath, within the body, underneath it. Don't tax me on Gnosticism. It's not apparent. Let's just say it's not visible, but it comes out. That person inside you, looking out through those needy, hungry eyes, uh, has um, drawn, been drawn to that same exact uh, espèce de genre de personne inside someone else, and a unity, an electrical connection was made. Uh, you've got to see a movie called Melody from England from 1971 um, about two young, uh, uh, two little, uh, a young sort of 12-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy in an um, English comprehensive, actually a Church of England school, who in this big mess of East London um, uh, and with all their friends and all their normal human, uh, you know, ways at age 12, fall in love deeply and passionately with each other. Uh, it's the origin of another well-known, more contemporary movie, but it's really, really good because it shows uh, how the origin of love happens, the connection. Slightly different for the little girl who's brilliantly played by an actress called Tracy Hyde than it is for the little boy who just, his, his, the eyes of his, the soul looking out through his eyes connects in that electrical way just when he sees her um, dancing in a ballet class played by Mark Lester. Now, the power of uh, this uh, truth is that when, uh, if that is, uh, um, uh, that unity, which is basically uh, uh, built of platinum, I mean, it is impossible, it is indissoluble at the level uh, at which it became uh, acted, uh, electrified, in which the, the, the current was turned on, the juice came on. It's indissoluble. Nothing can change it. Time can't change it. Uh, hurt, uh, the only thing that can change it if it gets temporarily the juice gets sort of tr- turned off uh, and uh, through terrible judgments or most commonly a third-party relationship. If love leaves, the connection leaves for some reason, it's, it's, all that means is it's attached to somebody else. It's always there, but it can be attached to somebody else. And that then you really are in trouble. And that's what I'm trying to say. Um, all the, um, the uh, important uh, plasters, um, band-aids, they're more than band-aids. They're really building blocks of mutual sympathy, forgiveness, and grace between a man and a woman in a long-term relationship are vastly important, and they're even more than secondary, but they're not soul, S-O-L-E, that they absolutely require being allied with and uh, brought to to, um, parallel um, um, force with that which created the relationship in the first place. So the tip for the happy marriage is, in fact, almost always what looks like nostalgia but isn't. It's returning to ground zero. Now, I used to say this in theology classes, that the Christian church was continually leaving its first love, um, you know, where was my blessedness when first I knew the Lord? We do that, and the Christian church historically had done it by constantly forgetting that which created it, which is the gospel. Um, and uh, I was looking at an 18th century church interior in a place called Gotho in Lincolnshire, a very, very simple, gorgeous uh, um, Georgian um, Anglican church, church of England parish with just a pulpit and a few benches and a very 
touching little chancel with a holy table. And you know that when that parish was first built and known, there was a minister there who simply talked to them because the whole building is so homely and so sweet and so dear. There's nothing There's nothing uh, fancy about it. There's nothing churchy remotely. It's, it's like when I go to hear Paula White, you know, I, I want to hear what she has to say. I don't really care about the dressing, the, the things around it and the chair that I can't really move around in, uh, the all the different things about the, 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 the place. Uh, I, I really come to hear what God is saying through her to me that day in my particular need. Well, I go to the parish of Galtha, which now looks like, you know, golly, that's Williamsburg, but very humble Williamsburg, and I can identify absolutely, because if I were, you know, some shepherd out in the fields going to church on a Sunday in 1740, I, I, I was just a simple person needing to hear a simple something. And uh, the um, the simplicity of what you had with this person with whom you are now linked covenant-wise, to use the language of the Reformed, for life. Forget it. The covenant is based on something that is it's, it's unbreakable. It's a connection that you had and that when you go back to it in times of drought and stress and absolutely mammoth Uh, you're under attack. Someone said to me, you know, I've got so many things going on right now which are negative in my life. It's positively brutal. That was the word. I've got, and it wasn't that that this person was being, you know, some horrible tragedy, but so many things were, were breaking down in a very complex and very demanding life, especially when you're the ministry. I mean, you, you're trying to keep together with your husband or your wife. You're working 24-7 uh, in this incredibly expectant demand of parish ministry or ministry, and you've got small children who never, ever stop. They never, ever stop their demands. They are built for speed. And uh, then you have maybe something else comes, a sick parent or some other problem you have or a sudden financial issue or something like that or something that arises in the work that is completely stressful and difficult. And the whole thing, it's like a bridge that can collapse because it just has too much weight on it. And and then the, the marriage can simply go and all the, the empathy in the world, you, 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 that's when you're open to things that you shouldn't be open to. And at this point, um, what uh, the tip, my tip, easy's tip for a happy marriage is always go back to basics back to to where you were, back to what went wrong. There's a Burton Cummings song called, uh, what is it called? Not Back to the Middle. It's something like that. It's, um, uh, gotta find a gotta find a better gotta find a different way. I think it's called it's called gotta find a, a different way. And he says I gotta go back to where we went wrong. Back to what go back and come back when come back when I know and then you'll have something. Someone said to me after just a few years of uh, of our marriage, which has been such a long term normal a normal marriage, uh, and probably I don't have the right to say any of this because I'm the problem. But. Um, uh, what what has um, happened is wonderful in aggregate and in fruitfulness. And I, uh, someone said early on, you know, I was just so um, burdened by this uh, overly demanding work and children and life. And um, someone said, you know, I said, well, I, 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 where's the magic? And the person said, well, was there magic? Where was the magic? Not where is the magic? Where was the magic? And bang, immediately. Just, well, of course, there, there was magic. And I remembered, and it came out. I was with somebody uh, who said, you know, we were talking about our different lives. You know, I'd been in Chapel Hill and in New York a lot and in um, 
various places. And uh, and someone said, we were talking about Mary, who is such a timeless kind of person. You look at her and you see her. If you knew her when she was 22, she basically looks just like she did. At least I see her that way. Um, and um, someone said, well, Boston is Mary's town. I mean, my life with Mary in Boston when we were in our 20s is, they can't take that away from me, you know. They, isn't that Cole Porter? They can't take that away from us. Now, women sometimes see that differently. Let me just take a quick, um, a quick discursus and then I'll finish with Justin Hayward. Um, women sometimes don't like this, at least initially. And I, I'm a great, there are real gender differences, although men and women deep down are the same. We are deep down, we're longing for the same thing, which is connection. We're looking for the same thing. And, uh, but when um, uh, uh, someone says to, you know, when I look at you, I, I, have to, I remember you when you were 30, or when I remember you when you were 21. And she doesn't want to hear that because she says to herself, well, I don't want to be liked on the basis of the person that I was. I want to be wanted on the basis of the person that I am now. You know, I, w- I want you to say I love you exactly as you are now. Now, of course, I, I do the same. I mean, but who would want to love me romantically the way I am, PZ, now? I mean, my hands, the age marks, the all the different little surgeries. The uh, I mean, I won't go into it. Just who, who would, uh, did anybody want me then? But boy, the, that, the point is now. Um, uh, Mary's an exception to this, but uh, women sometimes misunderstand. They're in the grip of a force that's very, very powerful. But it, it, the man looks at her and he says, you know, I, I can't quite do that. I look at you now and I, I have to really sort of, the way I do it is I, impu- I project upon you. I see you when you were 21, when I first loved you. I see that, that, that wonderful, that extraordinary um, connection that I felt with you instantaneously, as Mark Lester does with Tracy Hyde in Melody Made in 1971. I see that and, that's, and, and I see you then. And she doesn't really want to hear that. But in fact, let him see it that, that way. Allow him to see them that way because he really does see you as you were. It's a, it's a, it's a gift to men, to men. Women are more realistic for the most part. Men tend to be more like kind of ethereal, believe it or not, in this way. They look at you. There's a song by Jimmy Webb that's very disturbing and also extremely powerful called No Signs of Age. And a woman comes to the door who he knew 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and he sees himself as having all sorts. His faces, he just sees himself as really a a middle-aged, sagging sort of gentleman. And he sees this woman and he says, I see no signs of age. I look at you and I see no signs of age. Uh, and then he said, is it, is, it a, is it a trick of the light? <laughs> and he's looking at a woman who's 30 years older than the person he once knew, and all he sees is the person he once knew. And he says, love does not disengage. Love never fails. And it's powerful because what it means is that the soul inside you, uh, when it had that connection, which is almost unique, it probably only happens once. Uh, it's the same connection. Sometimes it gets twi- d- d- diverted, uh, but it, the real deep, powerful connection, let's say that it doesn't happen only once. That's not quite what I mean, but it's decisive. The connection is decisive. And uh, you, you, that connection never dies. Love never dies. Uh, Dracula, remember the Francis Ford Coppola, Dracula, love never dies. Well, you know, in a way, he, he kept seeing, Dracula kept seeing in this modern woman, a woman he knew 400 years ago. She wasn't. Now, all the mummy movies are predicated on this. All the mummy movies are predicated on this. The mummy sees in the woman in 1945 or 1942 or 1967, someone whom he knew 3,000 years ago. Well, I mean, are you out of your mind? But that's how he feels. And it, it gives him the ability to sacrifice himself with 
total abandon. The Christopher Lee character in the 1960, what, 59 Mummy, the Hammer Horror film, The Mummy, is a powerful picture of a romantic good man who, who, who finally sacrifices himself because uh, the woman in 1959 tells him to and he, he'll do anything for her. And that's the power of this devotion. But it, it works both ways. So go back to the beginning. Do not find that to be some kind of dereliction of the present or some kind of devaluation of who you are. It is a devaluation of the person inside you. It is a, no, not a, sorry, it is, it is a hyper-evaluation of the powerful connection that he or she has with the person inside you. And that is of God. That is of the Lord. Thank you for listening. And we now get to hear um, um, Justin Hayward. This was called Tip for a Happy Marriage. I hope you'll take it to heart. While not at all besmirching or underestimating all the other things about verständnis and empathy, um, don't miss this one because this in a real pinch the origins of your relationship are the cure for the rejuvenation of your relationship now we hear justin hayward in one of his most touching segues of two great moody blues songs which apply love you
wonderful day for passing my way. Knock on my door and even the score with your eyes. Lovely to see you again, my friend. Walk along with me to the next man. Dark cloud of fear is blowing away Now that you're here, you're going to stay Cause it's lovely to see you again, my friend Walk along with me to the next man Tell us what you've seen In far away, forgotten lands where empires have turned back to sand A wonderful day for passing my way Knock on my door and even the score with your eyes Lovely to see you again, my friend Walk along with me to the next Lovely to see you again, my friend.